Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! On this episode, we're going to go through a list of waifus and ask, is that waifu trash or not? Then we're going to talk about the anime we've been watching recently, like Demon Slayer, the movie Mugen Train, My Hero Academia, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, Dragon Ball Super, and more. Look at him tremble! He's going to burst a blood vessel because I dissed his waifus! So we have made a list of 30 waifus. We have some popular waifus mixed in there. We got some seasonal waifus mixed in there. And we're going to ask the question if each of these waifus is that waifu trash or not. So we're going to start out with Mommy from Friend to Girlfriend. I think we know the answer to this one. Mommy is trash. She belongs in a trash can. I feel like I've seen more trash jokes about Mommy than any other waifu other than maybe Sakura. Sakura will always be the trash waifu that everybody makes fun of. But Mommy, I really thought they were going to redeem her in some way by the end of season one. No, she just is a horrible person. She's so mean. She just is mean to Chizuru. She's weird to Chizuru. She just is messing with their relationship. Kazuya is trying to live his life. She broke up with him, broke his little heart. And then once she sees that he's thriving and has a girlfriend, even though it's a rented girlfriend, but she didn't know this at the time, she tries to mess it all up and interfere and it's wrong. And I feel like with Sakura, people like actually secretly kind of like her, in my opinion. I think there's a lot of people who secretly like Sakura, but I I don't think there are very many people who secretly like mommy because I mean, they I know like deep mommy. down what yeah i like mommy even though you think that she belongs in the trash well right now she does i was hoping that there would be some kind of redemption scene i mean obviously she's mean but i thought that wasn't going to be her whole character it's literally the whole thing but then i saw her on twitter saying mean stuff for no reason mm-hmm. yeah what's she doing on her phone what, who's she even talking to is it twitter what's she doing she's live tweeting on her private twitter so next waifu from my teen romantic comedy snafu, we got Yuki Yuki Noshida. I just wish I understood this one. I feel like I'm missing something. What about her is so good? I don't know. Like, I don't get most it. Most of these animes where there's a choice between two characters or three characters or whatever, I can normally go, okay, well, the reasons why you'd pick this character is this. The reason why you pick this character is that. Each one of them has a decent reason. Okay. But to me, it just seems like she's kind of boring. Okay. I personally kind of think she's trash, especially compared to Yui Gahama. Yeah, Yui's great. Yeah, Yui is obvious choice out of these two. But I think what people who like Yuki like about her is that she's very serious and cold on the outside. But then she's a tsundere, but not such a loud kind of tsundere. She's more of like a quiet tsundere where she's just very cold and distant. But on the inside, she seems to care about you a lot or something. I don't know. Either way, to me, she's just kind of... She's okay. I don't dislike her, but I do kind of think she's, she's trash in comparison to Yui Gahama, who is obviously best girl. I don't even know if I have to compare her to another character. I honestly feel like she's not that great. So speaking of Sundarays, we got Taiga from Toradora. How could you say something horrible about Taiga? I feel like you everybody can. loves her. Of course. She's like one of my favorite waifus. She's one of my favorites too, so she is definitely not trash. I feel like you can really relate to her in a lot of ways. <laughs> I can't. I'm short and I have anger problems sometimes and I also like laying around. I find that adorable. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I love Daiga. She's a great character. She's one of those that's got the attitude, but also got the big heart. And that's one of my favorite things about her. What about our seasonal waifu, Nagatoro? What do you think? She's mean to poor senpai. Senpai's struggling. But at the same time, it's very obvious to me that senpai likes her and enjoys spending time with her. Yes, definitely. And even though she teases him a lot and messes with him a lot, they seem to have a very heartwarming relationship with each other. So I definitely think she's not trash. I think that she just likes him, likes messing around with him, and they actually both like each other and are having a good time together despite what it might look like on the outside the thing about her is i feel like she might seem like trash to a lot of people she's a popular girl and she's very mean even to people she's just met and that she likes she's very mean meaner than most people that i've met in real life you gotta really ask yourself is she trash or not i think she's conditionally trash to some people okay so you're not saying you think she's trash you're no, saying no, some she's my people favorite might think that she's trash this season i can see how some people would think that she's trash i think that's fair i mean that could be the case with a lot of waifus there's got to be someone out there that's yeah doesn't but, like taiga or, or something like and that. that could be true with taiga too but at the end of the day nagatoro goes past the bounds where just because she's my waifu doesn't mean I don't see that there's obviously some trash characteristics that aren't gonna fly <laughs> yeah whereas with Taiga being lazy being messy those are all things you can forgive somebody for yeah the way Nagatoro treats people she's just met without knowing them really well it's not super acceptable it's kind of ironic we're over here like mommy is the worst she is mean but then Nagatoro is pretty mean too but I feel like it's different it is different because for most of their relationship it's kind of consensual it's kind of enjoyable for both of them I think um, they're having a good Maybe the first time they talked, it didn't go so well for him. And then for a while, it was kind of difficult for him. So at the beginning, it may not have been so great, but I feel like he got used to it and started to like it. Is that just Stockholm Syndrome or? You know, (laughs) now that you've said it, it does kind of sound like Stockholm Syndrome, but I don't think so. I, I think he genuinely likes her. I think he liked her from the beginning. She was interested in his drawings. I don't know. That's the thing to me that makes me like her. The undercurrent of her liking his drawings throughout the whole series just makes me think, you know what? She's not trash because even though there's all this stuff that is clearly trash worthy in most characters it's kind of cute coming from her and you can see later on the stark contrast between her messing with him someone she actually likes and her not giving other people that she doesn't like the time of day at all right like when other boys will try to come talk to her she'll just be like you know what i'm not impressed you suck you're kind of dumb get away from me <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's not in like a fun teasing sort of way it's sure. in a very i don't like you why are you near me kind of way so So when you see the difference between how she treats those guys and how she treats senpai, you can tell it's coming from a fun place of she likes him and wants to mess around with him. Next waifu we will be talking about, we got a classic here, Asuka from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Honestly, I feel pretty strongly that Asuka's not trash. Sorry for anybody who disagrees. I think she's kind of trash. I think she's kind of trash. I'm sorry. Just a little bit trash. This is a spectrum of trash and not trash. Like a little bit trash. Disgusting. (laughs) 
Honestly, I like Asuka, especially in comparison to Rey. I think Rey is kind of trash. Rey is kind of trash. She's kind of boring. Asuka is the better of the two of them, but I'm not like particularly impressed by either of them, if I'm being honest. But Asuka is a classic waifu. She is how the whole thing started, it almost feels like. You can't go wrong with Asuka. She's a complex I character. Guess. I she guess. is obviously likable. She's strong uh, character. Debatable. She's a strong woman. She's a strong woman. She's not particularly likable. She's also pretty mean. She's always yelling. Everyone's always yelling Just at Just because somebody is mean or yelling doesn't mean they're not likable. I don't know. Can I be won over? Can, are you changing my mind about her being trash? I don't think so. Yo, okay. Hold on. What? Tell me. So what you're saying is that Asuka is mean. Yeah. And Asuka yells too much. She literally says, what are you, stupid? She lives with Shinji and has to deal with Rei. That's true. All the time. Rei's really annoying. You're telling me that if those two things were true and you came all the way from Germany for this and you learned <laughs> Japanese for this. That's fair. She and did. Shinji gets all the credit that right, you wouldn't right. yell. And scream too. You know what? Maybe I'm coming around. Maybe I'm changing my I'm just saying. Although I feel like people think that Shinji's a terrible character sometimes and they give him a lot of crap. But man, he just didn't want to kid the robot and I don't blame him. Yeah, but if I've trained and I've done everything that I could to be the best of the best and they tell me it's not good enough and tell me I need to play Dance Dance Revolution with some young boy who doesn't know (laughs) what he's doing. Then I'd be when, mad too. When did they ever do that? What are you talking about? They have about? to like memorize a dance together. I don't remember that. To fight that. the second angel. I don't remember that at all. All right. <laughs> My memory of you need to rewatch I need to rewatch every anime I watched right after Gurren Lagann because I either like can't recall it or I watched it through the lens of but it's not Gurren Lagann so I hate it. So mm-hmm. okay, you know what? I feel as though you've changed my mind a little bit on Asuka. I'm gonna take it back i'm gonna say she's not trash but i don't like her i think that's a fair opinion so next we got two waifus from the same anime two shinobu and nezuko from demon slayer first up let's talk about shinobu what are your thoughts i have complex feelings about this one shinobu is everything that i want in a waifu to be honest she's graceful she's beautiful she is a powerful strong woman that's sassy i like that yeah she is sassy and strong I still think she's trash, though, because she has the same name as Shinobu Oshino, and you know how I feel about Shinobu. I know Shinobu's your favorite character. Shinobu from Monogatari, to be specific. I'm going to look up Shinobu. For those of you who don't know, Smug Donuts loves Shinobu Oshino. When you look up Shinobu, it's still... And Yes, you're very upset by that. When you Google Shinobu, what comes up? Tell tell us. Yeah, shinobu kocho and then it suggests as a possible like maybe you might be meaning oshino or monogatari you don't need to suggest that you can suggest maybe i might be meaning demon slayer the only thing that's got my back is good smile they still list shinobu oshino 
We can always but everything count on good else smile. is all Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer. Like yeah. what happened? This is a long-lasting waifu, Shinobu Oshino, and she's got completely overridden. Some new girl rides in, takes her place. Rude. I don't think Shinobu is trash. I don't particularly like her that much. I don't think she's amazing. I do think she's cool. I think she's an interesting character, but I'm not blown away by her as a character. I did like when she was introduced, though. I thought that that was pretty cool. But let's talk about someone I think we can both agree is not trash. Nezuko. If you hate Nezuko or think she's trash, I've really got to question who you are as a person. I can maybe understand the criticism that she like doesn't do a whole lot. She has exploding blood. Also, when she does do something though, it's amazing and she always impresses me and she's adorable and her and Tanjiro's relationship is very wholesome and caring and kind. And again, I don't understand why... You wouldn't like Nezuko. I don't get it. Nezuko, definitely not trash. Absolutely not. Nezuko's amazing. So another more recent waifu, Kaguya from Kaguya-sama Love is War. I feel like Kaguya is the kind of character that really shows that it's not the inherent characteristics of the character. You can't put a character down in a list of descriptions and say this is what the character is about and it show whether or not the character is trash. Because on paper, she seems like a relatively normal rich girl that just gets good grades and is the vice president of a student council it's like okay she's not even the president what's so special about kaguya but the way that that show is it's impossible not to like all of the characters so i feel like kaguya like how could you dislike kaguya i don't know she's so funny it's hilarious how she tries to outsmart the president it's just so i don't know if i want to say wholesome but it's so fun to see how their interactions are and yeah like you said on paper she does seem like a fairly regular girl who's a vice president who's rich but then her personality is so cute and so adorable she wants him to like her and she's trying to get him to like her and then she's accidentally doing all these things that make her cute but then she's also trying to be very serious and very smart and like strategic and kind of cold so just that mixture like that juxtaposition of her two sides of her or i suppose many sides of her is just really fun to watch well if you really ask yourself if you look at the negative parts of her and you compare them how you would think of trash and other characters she's really not that far off from characters that you would think of as trash she uses her riches for selfish reasons she treats people coldly and meanly that she likes and not in like this cute way in like a serious mean way and doesn't talk to people or talks to them cruelly but you see it from her perspective and from the president's perspective and it's just funny but she's also really cute and loves people and does a lot of adorable things so i feel like that all balances it out Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite things about love is war they all have their own things that they do that are wrong like their own personality flaws and traits but all four of the main ones have really cute things about them too or things that make them very quirky and likable i personally think it's the directing and the narrator if you were to see a lot of what these characters do by itself you might not view it in the same lens you might think oh this character is kind of mean it all kind of turns endearing it's very endearing. That's a great word for it. So let's go back to another kind of a classic. Not as classic as Neon Genesis Evangelion, but Colin from Code Geass. 
I don't really have a lot of good things to say about Colin. She's a strong woman. She fights really hard. Here's my thought on her. I feel like there are so many other girls in anime I've seen do the same exact character as her pretty much but better. There's nothing about her character that is so unique or impressive that I think that she's the best type of that character. Like I've seen mech girls done way better. I've seen tough girls done better. I've seen gun girls done better. I've seen sidekick girls done better. When I think about different women in anime that are strong, she is a strong female character, but she doesn't really come to my mind. I don't necessarily know if I want to say she's trash. She's kind of like meh. There's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing I actively dislike about her. Do you only put things in the trash that you dislike? I have something wrong with them. You know what? You know what? She's not trash. She's like garage sale. She's like goodwill. I don't want to throw her away, but like maybe someone else could use her. Or I could put her in storage, you know? So now there's tears. (laughs) She's not trash but she's garage sale what's above garage sale storage probably dollar tree i don't want it like in my house but i don't want to like get rid of it either there's not trash storage because you want to keep it garage sale and trash so not trash would be the top yeah not and underneath that is like storage where she's fine but if marie kondo's around she might want to (laughs) run yeah Marie Kondo would probably tell me that it doesn't spark joy and tell me to get rid of it. Right, right. Right. But that's what I'm saying about... Because she doesn't spark joy. Her is that like she doesn't necessarily spark joy in you. And so you got to ask, is it time to just throw her away? Is it time to put her in the trash? (laughs) I guess if I was doing some spring cleaning, I might really consider it. Colin, I'm sorry. So going back to another more recent waifu, we got Kohaku from Dr. Stone. I like her. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of the same for me with her as it is with Colin. Because I, I kind of forget that she exists sometimes. I'm just busy thinking about like Senku and Chrome and Taiju and everybody else. I just forget about Kohaku. I'm like, oh yeah, she's here. I like her. I find her likable. Sometimes they make it so that the love interest shares a lot of qualities with the main character. But in this AMA, first of all, I have no clue if she's a love interest or not. I feel like she is. (laughs) Senku seems to just be in love with science and nobody and nothing else. (laughs) But second of all... I like how she doesn't really have the same qualities as Senku. She's a warrior. She's very strong. And she's a good one at that. She is. And she's determined and she plays her part. And I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, she's all right. Again, like I said, I'd probably put her in a storage bin in my garage. That sounds... (laughs) Maybe these... (laughs) I think I'd rather somebody say that somebody's trash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna put i'm gonna put her in the storage bin i might not use her now but i might want to use her later so like maybe i'd put her in my freezer <laughs> this does sound really dark she's not quite refrigerator worthy <laughs> oh god what is this metaphor? this is being taken to a dark place yeah you know what i'll throw her in the trash then <laughs> no she's not trash worthy fine whatever i'll keep her around she's not trash she's, i feel like she doesn't I feel, feel like, like she's every she's not generic i don't feel like really? she's generic I, I mean what else is there besides she's good at fighting and she, she's a warrior you know how many other female warriors out there there are there's tons she's in prehistoric future times okay you got me there 
how many how many anime characters are in prehistoric future times in general? Of the characters in Doctor Stone. That's pretty much it. Well, you know how many other female warrior characters there are in that show? You could kind of switch her out for that one girl who's like a big fan of Weinberg. No, you can't. I like her. She's cool. She's got a good attitude. I guess. Maybe I'm being too hard on Kohaku. Fine. She's not trash. Okay, someone undisputably trash. Before you even say the name, you're undisputably trash. Judge. This might not be a popular opinion, but to me, this is just undisputable. Hori from Hori Mia, she is trash. She is so mean to her boyfriend. Miyamura is a sweet, soft, sensitive man, sensitive soul, and he's such a good, nice boyfriend. Their relationship was going so well, and they were being so cute, and then all. All of a sudden, she wanted him to be mean to her, and it's just a whole weird dynamic, and he doesn't like it, and she doesn't seem to care that he doesn't like it, and she's pretty selfish. She goes from being protective of him to being a bit possessive and controlling, in my opinion, and so she just seems very much like trash to me. The beginning, she was pretty normal, pretty relatable, just trying to figure out this whole relationship thing, this whole I like you type romance thing, and then now... After she became a girlfriend, I feel like very obviously trash. Something happened. So switch was flipped. I agree. I feel like Hori, what is wrong with, with you? Like, She's whack. I really don't understand why I didn't like this anime as much as I thought I would and why I didn't like her because she's kind of a perfect storm of characteristics I like. It's like the opposite of Kaguya. She's very interesting. She's very different as an anime character. They do a lot of gender role reversal in Horimiya that I find interesting and that I'm intrigued by where Hori plays the lead in a lot of things and where Hori is not the pretty, kind, perfect girl friends a lot of it's from hori's perspective it's not just some shoujo what's to like about hori maybe that's the point maybe i'm missing something she's mean and it's kind of in a humorless way maybe i'm just not understanding it a lot of characters that i really like they can be kind of humor and how they're mean there's a bit of teasing in it like nagatoro or they can be endearing in other ways and they're just being a tsundere they're being mean but you know deep down they like you but they're just hiding it some people point out Asuka that way but Hori she's mean and it's kind of annoying and then on top of that she's very clearly manipulative and guilt tripping and that just does not fly with me I totally trash. agree definitely trash throwing her in the garbage Next up, we have a controversial waifu, Uzaki-chan. Speaking of being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love her. I love this anime. I thought it was fun to watch. They were just being a bunch of goofy, adorable friends who obviously like each other. And I think Uzaki is, is funny. I like how she teases him. I think they're cute. Uzaki-chan is an anime that deserves to be watched subbed, I think. Yes. I think you should watch it subbed. The voice acting for Uzuki is excellent. On the other hand, Spiral Fish Cake is a pretty big dub watcher. We celebrate that. You need to look up who Monica Real is and <laughs> She's ask only yourself, every dubbed do anime. you want to see Monica Real at her Monica Realist? Like in terms of being that kind of 
annoying voice kind of character because she goes all out in Uzuki. I feel like it almost changes the character a little bit how annoying she sounds. She does, but I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here I for was it so too. here for it with the dub. Uzuki she just makes me laugh and i feel like that's the reason that i can't say she's trash even though she's a lot of the same characteristics of hori she's manipulative she is mean she's annoying obviously both of them really want to spend time with their boyfriend or whoever senpai is to uzuki uzuki isn't controlling uzuki isn't pushing his boundaries in a way that's not healthy i feel like you begin to say questionable things about that if you really examine what uzuki does but they're also not in a dating relationship that's she's true. not telling him who he can and can't hang out with she's not being all insecure in their relationship she's not saying he should do things that literally make him cry yeah hori really like puts hori me did off. she literally made miyamura cry because she wanted him to do something and he doesn't like it but uzuki annoys <laughs> senpai until he does it but at the same time he still agrees to hang out with her and do stuff i think it's different i don't ever feel like he's being manipulated in a way that's unhealthy or questionable it just seems like she annoys him and he puts up with her and their relationship's cute i think so she definitely not trash not trash so we have a girl from my favorite anime, Gurren Lagan. We have Yoko. I think it's clear how I feel. Yoko, 100% not trash. She is amazing. She's strong. She's smart. She is a multifaceted lady. She's like the only person in the whole series who took down a mech with a gun. It was incredible. She's amazing and I love her. There really isn't a ton to say about Yoko other than she's perfect. She is cute. She fights real strong. She is really cool. She is so cool. It's like, what can you say other than she's super awesome and likable? She's sassy. She's cool. Yeah. But she's also very caring. She's so many good things. I love Yoko. Definitely 100% not trash. Not even close to trash. Next up, we got a couple of iconic waifus. Two from the same series. Android 18 and Bulma. Both classic waifus. Both I iconic love strong waifus. women. That's all I gotta say. I was telling you earlier, Bulma, we see her at every age throughout the series. And I'm about it. Her personality stays pretty standard, to be fair. She's always strong, maybe a little annoying, and kind of scary. I think that she's the only person in the universe that makes Vegeta tremble. Um <laughs> 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 can stand up to literal gods yeah bulma terrifying bulma's great i agree i think bulma's great i have to be honest i don't remember her super well but i do remember liking her she's also played by monica real in dragon ball super i have to say for some reason because i barely even know her i like don't really even know her have very strong opinions about android 18 <laughs> like very strong i don't know where I they even android came 18. from she's i great. don't i think she's trash Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anyone whose Ooh. waifu is Android 18. No, that ain't it. I feel bad. That I feel bad, it. but I think she's trash. She was so mean to Krillin. Okay, I came downstairs in the basement. <laughs> you did. I was just, watching Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, you Super. were watching Dragon Ball Super. I came downstairs in our basement. And I look, and Krillin's just trying to live his life, man. And Goku's like, why don't you train with me again? And Android 18 is like, Krillin, you've become weak. I'm embarrassed you're my husband. Basically, 
basically is what she was saying. She's then, like, you're a loser. I didn't want to marry a loser. And poor and then, girl is just sitting there on the couch like, what did I do? And then her daughter Marin is like, I think mommy's saying you're a wimp, daddy. Yeah, she's like, I want a strong daddy. I'm like, oh my god. Poor Krillin. What is this? abuse from his family and okay no women can be like that sometimes i've never gotten it because people are like she's attractive and i'm like she is dude she has a big forehead yes. no offense i'm not trying to shame anybody women are beautiful but she is an android so i don't feel quite as bad but she's got a weird haircut she's got like, a weird vibe going on i mean i know she's a cool lady and all like she does seem very cool i will give her that but there's just something about her i don't like maybe you're seeing her as a mom um, it's like when I think of Android 18, I think of her, she's wearing a vest. Yeah, I saw like her that way too. That's like awesome outfit. I or don't like, get it. I um, still don't get it though. I remember seeing her that way in her vest outfit. I still don't get it. I don't get it. There are so many anime waifus out there. Of all of the choices out there, really? That's the one? It may just be what, that you're not into that kind of thing, but she's just really strong. Sorry think she's kind of trash and she seems kind of mean and cold and i'm just she not, is cold I'm not into it but some people are into cold i'm just not you know? i'm not i don't feel it i don't feel that in my heart i'm sorry i'm just saying she came from the future she's wearing that outfit she she's came cool. from the future you have to like her <laughs> i feel like you can't say all of this when i know one of your first anime crushes was this fellow <laughs> who came from the future with a bob cut with big I forehead <laughs> and came wearing basically the Why same Why are you calling me out like this? Trunks from the future. Why are you calling me out like this? Because. Okay, but like I wasn't into his bob cut. I like the short okay, hair. Can I be real? What? I 100% agree. I think Trunks looks kind of nasty with that. That long bob cut of his <laughs> ain't it. No, it ain't. He was cute. I remember falling in love. Well, as much as you can be. As, as like a, a seven year old or however old I was when I watched Dragon Ball Z. I was like that one. I like that one. But yeah, I feel like they are the same in a lot of ways. Whatever. It's not true. I was amazed. Okay. I was shocked when I saw Android 18 become good. She just comes out and she's murdering everything and she's so extremely strong. Yeah. And then over time, I'm like, you know what? She may be evil, but. It's okay. Yeah, honestly, I'd I'm kind of into it. Kind of into it. <laughs> she may have murdered like hundreds of people but it's fine like she's a waifu so who cares i still kind of think she's trash and i'm saying that with the caveat of i literally don't really know her she made marin and marin is beautiful and cute and she only made her insult my name krillin uh, yeah but have you ever seen somebody who needed an insult more than Krillin? He quit being a Dragon Ball Z fire to, to become a be on the police officer. force. He's just trying to live a life. Nah, that ain't it. <laughs> okay. He he did it so that he could take a break from martial arts. Let the guy take a break. He's been doing this for like 30 years. The ladies in Dragon Ball Z are some of the most demanding women I've ever seen. They are pretty, Can I just say this? Demanding. Chi-Chi is complaining constantly that Goku it trains too much and doesn't have a job. She should have married Krillin. <laughs> she could, Android they, 18 they could switch husbands. complains toward Krillin that he's too weak and needs 
to train more. So she needs to be married to Goku. Boma. Boma does her own thing constantly, but is one of the most manipulative people. <laughs> and also is incredibly terrifying. I feel like her and Vegeta up. are perfect for each other. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly, though. All right. We have another two from another very popular anime. We got Mikasa and Historia from Attack on Titan. I don't think Mikasa's trash. I definitely don't think Mikasa's trash. I don't have I a ton of really strong feelings about Mikasa from a waifu perspective. She was our I waifu have... of the week once. And I love her for that. I love her for that too. But I just want to be clear from a waifu in terms of like being trash perspective. I don't have strong feelings about her being trash. But I admire Pikasa and I think that she is incredibly strong and I admire her passion for Eren. But there's not really much else with her, I feel like. Mikasa Ackerman's a great fighter and she's strong and she's powerful. She's strong willed. She can handle a lot of situations. She has a lot of passion for Aaron and I think she has a good sense of justice. I think there's a lot of great things about Mikasa so I feel like it'd be unfair to call her trash. Definitely not trash. Historia on the other hand. About to say something controversial. There's nothing wrong per se with Historia on a list of things level but there's a lot of stuff I really love about Attack on Titan and about the pacing of the story and then in season two Historia story comes and I was not about it when I watched season two I thought that they had this really good thing going and they started talking about the Titans more in depth and that story is really interesting and they started talking about Eren's abilities more in depth and that was really interesting but then they would constantly be going off on these story about Historia and Amir that got so boring to me so there's nothing inherently wrong with Historia it's just I'm so bored of that story see i feel like her as a character i actually really like her i think the story in season two was not her fault i think it was just the writers it was boring and annoying but i don't think historia as a character i don't count that against her i actually really like her i think she's very brave i think she's the heart of the group she stays very positive and kind of keeps up the energy of everybody she can put a smile on everyone's face even levi's so i really admire her for that i think that she's very brave i think she's very determined and strong and so I actually really like her. I feel like season two, yes, the whole plot did get on my nerves, but I don't count that against her as a character. That's fair. So I don't think she's trash. She's trash. She ruined season two. Oh my gosh. I, I will hold that grudge forever till I die. Okay. We'll agree to disagree on his story, I guess. So we got another set of two from Naruto this time. We got Hinata and Ino. Hinata, obviously not trash. She is amazing. She was another one of our waifu of the week. I love Hinata. When I first watched Naruto, I legitimately did think, why would you want Hinata when you have a perfectly good Sakura right here? I was all about Sakura. But I've slowly over time grown to appreciate a good wife character that yeah. like can take care of you. Maybe she's quiet and clearly Hinata is like a quiet girl but normally I like those really strong really proud women but Hinata is great I love her she's so sweet and kind and mm -hmm. gentle and loving and wholesome and exactly what Naruto needs in a wife so I feel like she's amazing Ino on the other hand can I just be honest I kind of think Ino is a little bit trash I feel as though she has a really interesting jutsu but we never see her really do anything super 
more interesting or useful with it? I don't know. Maybe we do and I'm just not recalling it. You can't deny that she's cute. She's a good looking person. But I feel like that's kind of all there is for her. And that's why I think she's trash. I feel like she has the popular mean girl kind of attitude to her. Yes. She's got that vibe and I don't like it. honestly, sometimes when her and Sakura are friends, sometimes it can be a little cute. Frenemies. But also, most of the time I don't like it. Most of the time I'm, I'm anti, you know. Agreed. Next up, we got a waifu who I, in the past, have called overrated. Mai from Bunny Girl. Not trash. Definitely not trash. Like I said, you know, I think she's overrated. I've said this in the past. We talked about her, like, last podcast. We did. I, we did. I said she's overrated, but I definitely do not think she's trash. She is a great waifu. Very great waifu. Amazing girlfriend. Go watch the movie. Yeah, go watch the movie. Go watch Bunny Girl Senpai if you haven't. She's great. Definitely not trash. What about Uraka from My Hero Academia? She's basic, but she's not trash. Yeah, I would agree. She's basic, but not trash. I like her. I like her too. She's spunky. She likes Deku. I can see her really trying to work on her quirk a lot, trying to get better and use it in stronger ways. She's obviously inspired by Deku to get stronger, but she's not one of my favorite characters in the show necessarily. I mean, I like her, but I'm not wowed by Uraka necessarily. Yeah, I feel like they have done way better on other women in that show. I agree. I feel like Uraka has had some cool moments. I do think her fight with Bakugo was really cool. I did really enjoy that. I thought that was a good character development because right. everyone was like, Uraka, you can pull out if you want because Bakugo is going to kick your butt. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try my best. Thank you. That was an example of a fight that kind of annoyed me. I felt like everybody in the crowd thought that Uraraka wasn't strong. Okay, so two things about that fight made me mad. One, they acted like Bakugo was just this monster freak who was going to murder her. He's a very aggressive character, but he looks at every person as somebody that, that he's going to fight and like, go against as hard as he can. And that's what you should do. It's a sports festival. You're supposed to fight people. He's never going to go easy on anybody, but that doesn't make him some crazy monster murdering freak. And she is definitely not this soft baby who can't fight for herself. And everyone was treating her like that. They were like treating it like she was going to get killed by Bakugo. And that's definitely not what happened at all. She held her own pretty well. I think if she had done a couple things differently, she could have definitely beaten him. I think if they redid that fight again, there's a chance that she could beat him. Yeah, I don't understand why everybody viewed it as if he was on a completely different power level than her. I think Ochako is really powerful. Yeah, it's super annoying. The only person who didn't treat her like that was Bakugo, and that's why yeah, he's but like, one of the best characters in the But anime. I feel like even Bakugo shouldn't have been like, no, everybody, listen, she's really strong. I'm not going to underestimate her. It's like, I wish they just wouldn't have called it out at all. They don't ever go like, oh, Deku, that Deku guy. Don't underestimate Deku. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like yeah it's annoying it was annoying okay we got another group of two here from one of your favorite animes we talked about her earlier we got Shinobu Oshino from Monogatari and we got Senjo Gahara from Monogatari I like all of the Monogatari girls so I love Shinobu she's great in all of her many forms never trash never once trash has never not even close has not even been near a trash can ever in her life She's amazing. She likes donuts. She does. That's all you gotta say. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. She likes donuts. She's sassy. She is fun. She is funny. Yeah. And she's prideful. And she's a complicated lady. 
She is. She's complicated. I like it. And her relationship with Aradagi is more complex than just about any relationship in anime. It is. Senjo Gahara, too. I love her, too. And her relationship with Aradagi is complex as well. Although, I don't understand why she goes so easy on him when it comes to how he's running around town. Yeah, he's just running around town talking to literally every girl that exists. And she definitely brings that up with him, but she doesn't seem to do anything about it. Okay, can I be honest? I love Hanukkah. Kanakawa. Kanakawa is my girl. I watched Kizumonogatari first and Kanakawa just made her way into my heart. And so when I met Senjo Gahara, I'm like, who is this? Why is she here? I don't need her. Why does Aragi need her? He's got Hanakawa. And I kind of feel like she's kind of maybe trash. I don't know. Maybe not. I think it's been tainted because I met Hanakawa first and I like her the best. So I feel like I feel this way unfairly about Senjo Gahara. But then when I think about Senjo Gahara, I'm like, she's kind of mean. She stabs people with stuff. But she's also been through a lot. So I feel like, you know, I kind of get where she's coming from. But she's aggressive in a really cute way. Sundere service, but a great line. And one of my favorite parts of the whole series is the one where it's just her and Kaiki. So, okay, you know what? I've talked myself out of it. She's not trash. The more I talk about it, I feel like it's not her fault. My mind has just been tainted by my love for Hanakawa. Both of them, not trash. I like all of the Monogatari girls. They're all very interesting. So speaking of another waifu that I know you like, Zero Two. Opposite of trash. Treasure. Treasure. <laughs> like you look, it's locked. It's like deeply <laughs> guarded, right? You have to be able to... It's like behind lasers. You have to be willing to get hurt by the lasers. You have to be able to manipulate the lock picking to break in. But at the end of the day, when you're at the finish line and you've been worn down to nothing but flesh and blood wounds everywhere you open up that treasure chest and you realize that what you have is pure gold okay (laughs) brilliance you're right zero two is a treasure she's a great waifu definitely top tier waifu if we were making a tier list today she would definitely be at the top 100 percent not trash far away from trash has never even seen trash in her life i don't think that's not fair she's seen ichigo (laughs) So, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Not her fault, though. So, we have six waifus left. Two groups of three. So, we got three waifus from one anime and three from another. So, we're going to start with our girls, Megumin, Aqua, and Darkness from Konosuba. Konosuba, honestly, if I was talking from Kazuma's perspective, they're kind of all trash. I think Kazuma's kind of likes Darkness. I think he's kind of into it. Megumin, she's clearly not trash, right? Clearly. If you look at her on paper, all she has is her explosion magic. Okay. But she's so cute. She's adorable. Her and Kazuma always seem to be having a great time together. They always seem like two idiots going off yeah. to have a good time. Going dancing. And I love it. The, I'm here for it. <laughs> she's shooting fire at somebody's castle. <laughs> causing problems that they don't even know they're causing. Solving problems that they probably don't even know <laughs> that they're solving. You probably. Mean. They just seem like a bunch of dummies just having a good time so megamine 100% not trash aqua i love her she's one of our waifus of the week trash definition of no trash. she's not trash definition. she's not trash 
She's not. Look up trash in the dictionary and you will see a picture of the blue thing. No, she, no, I disagree. Yes. I love Aqua. People complain that Sakura Haruno is useless, but you want to see real uselessness? How about somebody who has not been useful for a single thing a day in her life (laughs) with the exception. She's a goddess. With the exception of making things literally worse in most situations. No. When Kazuma is about to escape the hell he's living, finally, she drags him back. He wanted to go back. He wanted to be with his friends. Uh-huh. Come on. Come I only on. see negatives. No, 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 no. Aqua is a great waifu. She's 100% not trash. All I'm saying is that I would stay away. I would not touch that waifu with like a 10-foot pole. Oh, poor Aqua. She Keep was our waifu of the distance. week. How are you going to do her like that? How are you going to say that about her? She was our waifu of the week, but that must have been a trash week. Wow. Now, Darkness, another one that's obviously not trash. There's plenty of reasons that you would call Darkness trash. Her personality can be a little trashed here in terms of how she responds to certain things. She's kind of trashy. but uh, it's It's all funny. It's not it's funny. Hilarious. She's just being herself. And she actually is useful. She does save them in a lot of situations. How do you not love darkness? She's hilarious. Okay, we got our last group of three. Rem, Rom, and Amelia. You're bringing out the real tough ones. Let's start with Rem. I know some of these opinions might be controversial. People really love the girls from ReZero. There's no way Rem is trash. No way. No, Rem is not trash. She just plays second fiddle to Amelia, unfortunately. Rem is a brilliant waifu she is she's adorable she's loyal she's kind she may be a little bit too loyal like you know (laughs) maybe she needs to learn to move on super was not good enough for her it's pretty obvious that he belongs with Amelia, who, in my opinion, is best girl over Rem. Sorry, Rem fans. It's just how I feel. But you know who I do think is kind of trash? Who? Rom. I hope I'm saying her name right. It might be Ram. I don't really know. Either way, kind of trash. She's just kind of mean. And there's really no reason for her to be there other to be Rem's twin. I mean, Rem and Rom come as a set, right? Yeah, so. but Rom kind of shady. Like, I don't trust her. Kind of think she's trash. What do you think? I feel like her meanness, it's humorous, but it's not the humor I like. So I like a humor that's more teasing you, but a lot of time it doesn't feel like Rem teases Subaru. It feels like it's at the expense of Subaru. It feels like she's actively trying to bring him down. Like make fun of him. It just doesn't come off super well. Or when it is teasing him, it still comes off a little too dry for me. I agree. Rem is brilliant. Amelia is brilliant. But Rom just doesn't do it for me. No. And it's weird because she becomes the focus of the twins at this part that we're on right now. And it just feels kind of boring. empty. So our last girl, I think you can already tell where we fall with her, Amelia. We love Amelia. Definitely not trash. Amazing. Incredible. Possibly a witch. Who knows? We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, doesn't matter. Irrelevant. She's still not trash. She's a great waifu. Possibly evil. Irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do not think she's evil. She's such a kind soul. All right. Well, that does it for Is This Waifu Trash? And now we're going to talk about some anime we've been watching recently. Sure, they were trash, but still. 
In this next part, we're going to talk about the anime we've been watching recently, and we're going to talk about spoilers for the specific episodes that we watch. So if you're not interested in hearing spoilers, you can skip right to the part you want to listen to, which is listed in the show notes. What is our first anime for today? We finally finished Horimiya. Yeah, we did. And man, I was expecting so much more out of that anime. I was too. Everyone kept talking about how it was one of the best romance animes recently, and I just did not feel that way at all. Yeah, what happened? I really don't know found their relationship cute in the beginning but like we were discussing earlier as their relationship progressed it became less and less cute over time and i know we've kind of already talked about this in our previous episode so i won't go too much into detail but the ending really didn't impress me very much i thought it was cute how they decided that they wanted to get married and stay together forever but nothing really came from that kind of ends abruptly so i'm sure there will be a season two especially with how popular it was but i don't have a ton to say about horimiya i was pretty disappointed i think i gave it like a six out of ten it did not live up to the hype that's for sure no it really didn't and it has a lot of quality things about it it seems like they put a lot of time into the writing and the characters are strong characters but it's just left a sour taste in my mouth for sure I agree. So I finally finished Kenichi, The Mightiest Disciple. How many episodes is that? So long. I think 50. So the ending was pretty interesting. They pulled one of those. I've known this guy since childhood and I like didn't remember him, but now I do. And there's this whole battle between Kenichi and one of the first fists of Ragnarok, who was like a childhood friend who apparently they made promises to each other, get strong and fight each other later. And it was this whole big like emotional thing. But the ending was so good he ends up using all of the different martial arts techniques that he's learned from all of his different mentors and teachers to be able to defeat this guy and it was just really cool it was so neat seeing how the whole of his training just came together in this one last fight i really liked it i will definitely say the second half of kenichi much better than the first the first half of kenichi i was like i don't even really know if i like this anime that much the second half really blew me away so many of the fights were really good so many of the relationships started developing and getting deeper i think at first sometimes it was felt a bit shallow but it was really good i liked how it ended i feel like the whole childhood friend thing was a little bit out of nowhere but it ended up being really good i definitely am happy that i watched it so you've been watching dragon ball super tell me your thoughts on that because you're like pretty far in there there's so much to talk about you've watched episodes one through 86 (laughs) you've been busy i have i feel like i need multiple episodes just to talk about dragon ball (laughs) super right because it starts out and it's got all this expository stuff and that's all fine and dandy it's admittedly kind of boring because it's just getting you used to the world again right but it's nothing to write home about really it took me a second to realize what time i was in because i thought admittedly maybe this is kind of stupid to say out loud but i thought dragon ball super was sequentially after all the other dragon balls but it ain't it's before dragon ball gt but after dragon ball before that dragon ball z i forget but eventually it starts to warm up and we get into the beerus saga and it starts to get really good i like it. i hear people talk about how it's not great but you know what i feel like it still has a lot of the original dragon ball z and dragon ball's heart and it's still a lot of fun and it's nice seeing goku and vegeta and all of them again as you mentioned 
when you were watching me watch it, it, you felt like the humor was a bit campy. And I actually agree with that sentiment. I think it is campy. But, you know, I feel like Dragon Ball, to me, has always felt like it writes a fine line between the seriousness of the situation, but then also the fact that the whole situation is just so ridiculous in the first place. I remember thinking several times, yes, this is what Dragon Ball is about. It's very hilarious. And then they bring Frieza back in the next arc. And that was a short-ish arc it wasn't too long it didn't outlive its welcome it was good i enjoyed it for what it was it almost felt like a filler arc or something but i know that they brought it back for a reason i guess we'll see then there was the universe six saga where champa and beerus fight each other and i thought that was great i thought that was a really interesting arc i felt like the battles admittedly were not as good as some other battles that I've seen. But it was nice seeing Goku and Vegeta reach higher levels than before. Admittedly, that sort of slows down and gets a bit boring during that arc. And I think that we'll see even cooler stuff later in the universe version of that. So I don't want to sing its praises too much. In the series, it felt a bit drawn out and all that. I'm a sucker for tournament arcs, so I'll always like them, even if they're not as high quality. And then there is a copy Vegeta thing. I'm just getting ignored that it's kind of whatever and then there was the future trunk saga and honestly i really like the future trunk saga it wasn't too much to write home about in terms of the plot but i don't know it was kind of enjoyable seeing trunks again seeing bulma being really involved in the story and seeing them fight against this mysterious threat with goku black Ooh. i thought that was really cool but at the same time i recognize that between the universe six tournament and then Goku Black stuff. I felt like you could probably skip those parts and not miss too much. So I get why people don't like Dragon Ball Super sometimes, but at the same time, I personally enjoyed it. I dig that kind of stuff. Admittedly, I've just been waiting. I've I've hear people talk about Ultra Instinct Goku. When is it gonna happen? I've Never. seen Super Saiyan God. Are you sure that I've seen Ultra Instinct Super is Saiyan in Blue? Super? Are you sure it's not in another version? in Broly? Yeah, are you sure? It's going to happen in the universe in the universe tournament, I bet. In the OP, he always shows his most powerful version right before the logo flashes. And he's red in his most powerful version in this one. So I'm like, oh, it has That's to be. That's some good investigative work there. Yeah. Admittedly, when he turned Super Saiyan God, he was also red. So there's... I don't know. The likelihood of this is getting lower and lower. And when he gets does kaioken he's also red but let's just hmm. ignore that well, yeah um that's let's his current it. highest power level is kaioken you know what we're just gonna pretend <laughs> you're starting to lose faith about ultra instinct it's gonna happen okay it is gonna happen i just don't okay. know if it happens can I, super. can I say something what i actually don't know that much about ultra instinct but we hear about it all I the don't, time i think it's red but you don't There's even a possibility know? that I'm just completely misremembering and I'm mixing it up with something else. Oof, so I think you maybe. But I'm excited it. for it. I'm still excited for it because I have been keeping myself 100% spoiler free from Dragon Ball Super. So okay. all of this comes to us as a surprise to me. Well, I'm sorry if you are let down and you don't end up seeing Ultra Instinct. 
so i like the trunks saga i'm liking the universe survival saga so far they made this really interesting thing where goku is evil like the real goku is painted as the villain and i find that really cool they're doing a battle royale which i've always wondered what would happen in dragon ball if everybody was just fighting goku all at once because he doesn't seem to have the best awareness when it comes to letting his guard down and all that kind of stuff he waits a while for a lot of things but if everybody's all fighting him all at once what are they going to do you know is he going to be able to handle it and really strong people too so i'm excited to see that it's interesting because in this tournament you can't kill people and you can't just knock them out either you have to push them off the edge so if you knock them out you still have to push them off the edge in order for them to count as being knockout and i actually like that because i've always viewed tournaments with very specific rules to be better tournaments right i've always felt like knockout stuff it's like how long do you have to be knocked out for it to count you know it's like if you can get back up right after being knocked out does that count there's a lot of questions that go with knockouts and then at the same time being pushed off the edge if you can fly if you get knocked out but you don't touch the ground then like is that a knockout in this tournament they can't fly their flying powers are disabled a lot of the rules are very wait, interesting wait who disabled their flying power god like, there so god could beat goku we have not yet seen whether well, if or he can not- disable his powers and then also you're not allowed to use sensu beans or any other weapons if you know anything about dragon ball z you know that sensu beans come in clutch very interesting to see it they've been doing a lot of really interesting things in dragon ball super in playing with goku's personality because goku is a power seeker he likes to find the most powerful beings and fight them and he likes to grow his own power and they've been doing some really interesting stuff with that and i've really been enjoying it i'm on the ride with it i like to see it i knew coming in that that's what goku was going to be like he's not the guy who's gonna instant transmission superman out to a sunless solar system and then kill him he's gonna instant transmission superman into the sun and then (laughs) Try to fight him at Superman God level or whatever, you know? So I'm all about it. But another treat that Dragon Ball Super has given me is the characters. And the new characters are really good. Beerus and Whis are really funny together. They're charming. They have this really good relationship with Bulma that I just cannot get over. Bulma, Whis, and Beerus together are like an absolute treat. Isn't Beerus a bad guy? Yes. So how is he getting along with Bulma? I guess you'll have to see if you ever watch it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay. But let's just say that Whis is kind of neutral, but really she has a relationship with Whis, I'd say, if that makes any sense. Anyway, the stuff that they've been doing with the family, there's a lot more focus on the family, and I like that. It's really brought Dragon Ball into a different zone, and I've really enjoyed it. It's really cool to see what happens to Goku and everybody in between those two arcs, and to see Future Trunk comes back, and see Krillin get back at it, and see Gohan... (laughs) And all the hijinks he gets into. It's so funny because when I think of Gohan, because I watch Dragon Ball Z, I think of him still as this little boy. And it's really funny coming down. I say coming down here, like coming down to our basement because that's where you're always watching Dragon Ball Super and watching him now as an adult man. Like, it's so weird. He's like our age. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, he's got a wife and a kid. And it's just crazy to me. I'm like, what? What? I remember when you were like this little little child and it's crazy to me too because i remember his kid as being eight or nine or however old she is in gt yeah and 
it's weird to see her as a baby. That's so crazy. Yo, this thing just happened right before the universe saga. Bulma was about to have a child. Yeah. And Vegeta's like, I can't fight. She's going to pop any day now. And Whis just comes down and is like, I, we're, we're getting this baby out. And like waves his magic wand and the baby just appears in front of Bulma. And I was like, I wonder what what's going to happen. Did he just upset Bulma because he deprived her of having this experience? And Bulma's just like, I lit. Uh, can you come for the rest of my pregnancies too? <laughs> when I'm getting the future, can you just wave this wand again? I'm going to have Thanks. to get you on retainer for this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it sounds like you're enjoying Super overall. I really like Super. I get childlike enjoyment out of watching it, like watching Dragon Ball every day after school or something, even though obviously it's not the most well-written anime. I have history with the characters, and I like right. it. So I watched Yasuke, which is an anime that Netflix recently put out. It's only five episodes. It was created by MAPPA, so there was a big excitement around this anime, and many people were very disappointed by it because they were expecting a historically accurate samurai show, I think. And luckily, I knew that that wasn't the case going in. I'd already heard about the robot. I'd already heard about the magic in Yasuke, but it was still not good. Maybe it's partially because I did watch some of it while I was doing other things, and I couldn't exactly see what was happening completely. So maybe that was part of it, but I really don't think so because it's just kind of felt rushed. It's only five episodes. The characters weren't that interesting. It was doing some weird stuff with the way it told the story. Like it went back in time and would tell parts of the story and then it would go forward in time and tell parts of the story. And it just felt very choppy. And I did not like that. And the magic felt kind of out of place. And the robot was like, why is this even here? I feel like I could get behind magic in a historical samurai show because I'm like, okay, well, that's one element that could be added that, yeah, obviously that's not historically accurate, obviously, but it's interesting. But I feel like the addition of the robot pushed it over the edge a little bit. It just wasn't one of my favorites. But one anime I did really enjoy, Kakushi Goto, which I finished that. Very cute anime, very sweet. It was about a manga writer. He writes inappropriate manga, adult humor kind of manga with with just stupid jokes. Seems to me like in the vein of like South Park or something like that. He's known for just being this really eccentric potty humor kind of manga artist and creator. And then he has a daughter. And so it's so funny because his daughter's little. And he tries to hide the fact that he's a manga artist from her. And and I think she's about, in the, in the first half, I think she's about like 10 or so. I don't mm-hmm. know for sure. She's not little, but she's definitely not old. So he starts trying to hide from her that he's a manga artist. So he just goes to work every day in a suit and then changes. And then every time she goes to the office, he has an emergency plan to like change the office to make it look like there's no manga being written there. It's really funny, but it was very heartwarming and very funny, and I was not expecting it to be that way. And I don't see a lot of anime really centered around the father-daughter relationship, so I really liked that. I thought it was really wholesome. It was very emotional. I really liked it. It was good. So we also watched episodes four through six of Bottom Tier Tomozaki, and can we just say... We talked last time about how he could totally have, like, figured things out with that girl who likes to read books, right? Yes. And he did the best thing ever. He He said the truth. He just was like, 
Look, he told listen, her the truth. I didn't read the book. I just said that in the moment. I'm sorry. His character development is some of the best character development I've literally ever seen in any character. He was playing attack fam with that guy and all those people were making fun of him for playing attack fam and he kept losing to Tomazaki. He just kept losing. And then Tomazaki just pops off about attack fam and how hard that guy was training and he just yells at these popular girls about it episode one he couldn't even talk to people and now he's popping off about how great attack fam is yeah, it really is kind of crazy just it is how much he has improved yeah but it doesn't feel silly either you know mm. what i mean it doesn't feel like he's completely a whole other person True. it just feels like he's gaining confidence and it's really cool to see and now he's a campaign manager in the most recent episode we watched i just don't like all the classroom politics it gets too much for me <laughs> i like it because i like how he is like um you need to fix this on your flyer this needs to be easier to read blah blah, blah. get it together i just love seeing him blossom i feel like i'm watching this sweet little shy high schooler turn into someone who's more confident becoming the person that they were meant to be and i'm really proud of him i feel like a mom or something yeah <laughs> yeah i do or like a big sister that's like wow my brother is growing up he's able to talk to people now regularly he even said that like how he's able to more comfortably talk to the girls and stuff it's just very heartwarming it's it very really heartwarming. is it is heartwarming though. He really is growing up and it's kind of amazing, but it almost feels too good to be true is how I feel about it. It's like, yeah, nobody improves that much so quickly. He must have had a lot of latent potential that was there already that she unlocked within him. I think so. Because it's one thing to take a boy and to cut his hair into Princess Diaries him, right? Right. And improve him from a school nerd to a nerd who now is trying to get along with people. But it's another thing for him to be like running campaigns and doing any of that successfully. Yeah, but you have to remember he works so hard at Attack Fam. He's so detail oriented. Yeah. He like knows so much about strategizing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's not totally unrealistic. If you're good at video games, you're good at real life. Just my personal opinion. Exactly. <laughs> 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 i'm just saying those skills carry over okay don't be i don't agree criticizing our guy i don't agree i feel like you have to be a special kind of person to suddenly just be good at life you know what? I'm proud of him, but I do. I'm proud of him too. I do worry. I do really enjoy the show. Yeah, I do worry because we're like halfway through the show that there is going to be a point where something's going to start going wrong for him. Like he's going to say something or make a mistake. Him and the girl that's teaching him how to live life are going to have a falling out. I'm ready for that to happen. I feel like it's almost time, you know. But we'll see. So I also watched this anime called. I will probably butcher the the way this is pronounced, but. Sarun or Sarune spelled T-S-U-R-U-N-E and it was a Kyoto Animations show. Kyoto Animations usually makes really great anime. It's really beautiful. Absolutely. And this was beautiful but it was a sports anime about essentially archery. They called it something else. I forget exactly this sport they called it and they said it was in a martial art but it's essentially archery and maybe it's not their fault but they kept talking about target panic and it was driving me crazy 
Really? Like, Why? I feel like in sports anime, they have to make something up. They have to, like, make up a problem. They're like, oh, he's got hoop confusion. He's got he's got water trauma. He's afraid of the ocean. There's always got to be something that's keeping them from reaching their full potential. And for this kid, it was target panic. He would get nervous shooting the target in front of others. And I swear, I wish I had a dollar for every time they said the words target panic. Target I, panic? Yeah, because I probably would have so much money by now. Target panic? Exactly. I could buy the 12th volume of Vinland Saga with all the money that I'd be getting from target panic. Plus something else probably too. It was okay okay you know usually i like sports anime but maybe it wasn't their fault like how interesting can it be to watch people practice shooting at a target you know what i mean really interesting enough they're like you gotta put your shoulders down you have to do whatever you know it's not even a team sport really so it's not like you're seeing them get together as a team and work harder together and hone their skills with each other it's just kind of like a bunch of kids shooting at a target and getting better at that which I wasn't super impressed by either because I feel like people weren't really hitting the bullseye that much. So they'd clap if anyone ever hit the target itself. And I'm like, well, aren't you supposed to be hitting the target? So it didn't seem that impressive to me. I don't know. I've never really done archery either, though. It's all right. I know you really want to watch all of Kyoto Animation Studios yes, I do. anime one day. So I guess that will eventually eventually make it to your list. But I don't don't have high expectations when you watch it. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. So we watched Little Witch Academia. We finished it. Yes, we did. It was really good. I just love Little Witch Academia. I feel like there's nothing more that I could say other than it feels like the perfect witch animated me. It's beautiful. Akko is just so endearing, so likable, so fun. She's not overpowered. She just has a dream. In fact, it's like a plot point that she had her magical ability stripped from her. Oh my gosh, that plot point was intense. Ursula, what the heck? Well, it wasn't Ursula's fault. She didn't realize she was doing it. Man, how wild that Ursula's her fake name and Chariot Denor's her real name. It was a great anime. You had to really convince me to watch it because it is not my typical yeah, type of anime. Once, once you started watching it, you were all about it. And then they made the most beautiful girl in Lagan reference I've ever seen. It literally made me emotional. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you were super emotional in that episode. I remember watching that episode and thinking Spiral Fish Cake would dig this i did not gonna lie it kind of made me tear up it was emotional because i've seen other anime reference girl in Lagan, but it's usually just somebody wearing communist glasses or something but i've never seen anybody's anime where they like directly did the drill and they did the exact framing of when kamina and simone Mm -hmm. use their drill together and it's just that picture of the two of them together and i love that shot and they did the same thing and it was so great it was like oh whole scene it wasn't just a brief reference it was a whole five minute scene of just girl Lagan reference it was so incredible to watch i just felt like i was getting a bonus girl Lagan content or something yeah you got more girl Lagan. <laughs> like, it was beautiful it was it was really good you gotta watch more mecha anime what can i say little witch academia has great characters it had great animation the story was really good all the reveals were really good i really liked it i liked it a lot more than i thought i would that's for sure the relationships in that anime are really powerful the characters are all really interesting you sort of hate diana at first and then you grow to like her over time i think 
So I watched The Tomb. Only watch this if you are a mature audience. Basically, it is if Light Yagami liked to play video games and stay inside instead of find a death note and kill people. Basically. So instead, he is really good at this game, The Tomb, and then Light Yagami gets taken to an island where they're forced to play the game in real I life. Think you've gone what... too far saying Light Yagami. <laughs> I don't even know the main character's name, okay? That's all I could think of when I would watch him i'd be like he looks like light he acts like light although he is i think more empathetic and actually seems to care more about other people all right hold than on light yagami let me take a look at this character let's see does he actually look like light yagami let's see oh wow that's a dead ringer his vibe is definitely like light yagami but the whole premise is that they get sent to this island if they were basically wished away by other people like if somebody wished them to disappear they could like sign a contract or something and have it arranged that they would be forced to go on this island so his mom wishes him to go away to this island she wishes him to disappear and he's so mean to his mom i don't understand how i'm supposed to empathize with this guy because literally his mom I'm just like hey have you um have you applied to any jobs lately um and he's like go away from my life mom and then he throws a controller at her and, and it gets into the wall it sticks into the wall because he threw it so hard at his mom it's very mean but anyway he plays batum for real and he's the best batum player in japan but he's playing it for real on this island and it was okay it was like a battle royale type of show there were some stuff in it that i didn't necessarily want to watch watch or see so i could have done without that i feel like the anime would have been better without it but it's basically an island full of people that are unlikable so it's gonna get pretty crazy which it definitely did if you like battle royale type anime you're definitely gonna like this when i watched it i was in the mood for some battle royale type stuff and it was exactly what i wanted so obviously it's not the best anime i've ever watched in my life or anything like even remotely close to that but it's definitely a good battle royale anime if, if that's what you like so we also watched episode seven through nine of Dr. Stone. A lot happened, but most importantly, they won the war in a way and got the guano cave and made TNT, which I totally predicted would happen when I saw they had nitric acid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to make nitroglycerin, basically. <laughs> yeah, Senku seemed to be having the best time of his life, honestly. But they won over the cave. They took it over. It all came full circle. And now they're looking to work together with Tsukasa yeah. and get his sister back to life somehow, even though that doesn't seem possible, and cure her, even though she's sick. It's crazy. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty big goal. I wonder how that's all going to turn out. I don't know, but I'm surprised that this all ended so quickly. I thought this was going to last a lot longer. Well, are they just having a ceasefire or is the war over? Because to me, it they almost... They called it the Stone Wars, right? Yeah. So... I feel like there was only one war. Well, to me, it seems like they're just calling a ceasefire right now and then they're going to help with mm -hmm. his sister. But I don't know if this is over. Like, I don't think that this is because there's still a decent amount of episodes left to go. We'll see. But yeah, a lot definitely happened. The war got one. It was interesting. I liked it. I don't know if I'm enjoying season two as much as season one, but it has been fun seeing them come up with war strategies and seeing how all of that pans out for them. I feel like it doesn't have quite the same charm for me as the first season so far. 
Right. But at the same time, I've been pretty all about all of the making of TNT and the phone stuff. It's been all very interesting. The phone part has been my favorite. That was really interesting to see them figure out and do. So I finished Forced of Piano Season 1, and I'm currently watching Forced of Piano Season 2, and I've watched Episodes 1 through 9 of the second season. The first season I thought was really good. It's about this kid, Kai, who just has a really natural talent for piano, and he is rivals and friends with this other guy, Amamiya, who has trained really hard to become a good pianist, and so it sort of follows their stories of one having very natural talent one being very into training and perfecting and so the first season I thought was really good except it had really really horrible 3d animation when he played the piano it took me out of it yeah I, almost, I saw it as yeah, well and it looked awful it was genuinely awful I would literally just look away during his performances whenever they would use it because it just looks so terrible luckily the second season has not done that they've done a really good job of just kind of cutting away when he's playing the piano and showing something really pretty that kind of goes along with the piano. The second season did better animation-wise, but I feel like the story has not been... It's hard to compare the two because the second season has focused on the Chopin competition and it's just been kind of the whole season so far which has been interesting to watch I feel like there's been a lot of good character development Amamiya especially has really grown as a character I've been liking it I really like music anime I really like watching people grow in music anime and I like listening to the performances I think Kai's a really interesting main character I think Amamiya is a really interesting character too I've been enjoying seeing their friendship rivalry and how that all has come together and it's definitely changed over season two from what it was from season one. I'll have to see how it all turns out. But of course, my hope is that Kai wins the Chopin competition, but we'll see. That is yet to be determined. I also finally, finally finished Jujutsu Kaisen. Woo-hoo. It took forever for all of the dub episodes to come out. I felt like everybody finished this yeah. anime like <laughs> 10 years ago and I'm still waiting for the dub to come out. But finally, all of them aired and I watched it and man... It was great. I love Jujutsu Kaisen. You have to watch it with me yes, sometime. Yes, I will watch it with you for sure. It's really good. The animation was great. The fights were great. The characters are great. I feel like the story could be better. It could be a bit more cohesive, but honestly, the anime has Gojo in it, so it wins. You know, Maybe the story will feel more cohesive when you watch it all at once. Yeah, I, I've wondered that. Breaks. And when I would take breaks between to watch, it would be like multiple week long breaks. It wasn't just like I feel that way sometimes week about week to week anime that I watch. And then when you watch it Netflix binge style, the story makes more sense. Sometimes it's like, why are they going over these things we already know over and over again? Right. I will say the ending didn't feel quite as satisfying as it's I wanted it to. the end of season one though, so yeah, how so, satisfying are you expecting it to be? Yeah, and of course this is going to get another season with how popular it was. There's there's no way this won't get another season but the ending wasn't super satisfying the ending fights were good but they felt more like mid season fights than ending season fights well for an anime that has an unsatisfying ending at least it has the most satisfying ending theme that's true 
and it has such a memeable art style i love it yeah it's really good so we also watched episodes three through seven of my hero academia season five i'm happy that they're fighting students against students again yes i'm loving that i'm great i liked that class a it did feel a little unsatisfying that it wasn't this big incredible victory that the enemy team had but what can you do I guess yeah. they didn't want to focus too hard on it. I knew that they weren't going to totally win against them every single time, but I was just kind of happy that it happened so early on that somebody lost because I was going to get really irritated if Class A was just demolishing everybody all the time. I was bummed that it was Yaya Rose's team yeah, that Yaya lost. Yeah, Yaya Rose is amazing. I feel like she already has she had... She deserve this. Yeah, I feel like she's already been insecure about her abilities, and I'm kind of mad that it was her team that lost. I wish it would have been somebody else's team that got taken down a notch, but... It seemed like it was strategy problem, too. And she's supposed to be the best strategy one, right? Yeah, so that was pretty disappointing. I am excited to see more of how Todoroki's team does. And the ending of the episode we watched today where Ida just, like, goes into some crazy power mode and just starts flying through the ice with his engine legs it was crazy i'm so glad that they didn't forget about ida and his brother and all of that because i felt like in season four ida just got completely forgotten and pushed aside i feel like literally he got more screen time this episode than he got the entire time in season four and i I yeah, love I to see. I can't think of an example where he was featured. Love to see him. He like literally said two sentences to Deku once at lunch. And I held on to that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm excited to see his new abilities and how he's doing. I'm really liking season five so far. And this episode gave us a little bit of Bakugo. Bakugo and Deku talking about how Deku's got to get stronger. Very yep. good. It was good. I like the Deku Bakugo interactions. Felt like they were totally forgotten about in season four. So I'm ready. I feel like everything that I missed about My Hero Academia in season four is being brought in season five. So I'm happy. So we also watched, speaking of currently airing anime, Nagatoro episodes three through seven. I love Nagatoro. I love it more and more every episode I watch. I feel like it gets more and more wholesome by the episode. Wholesome. That's the word. Like their relationship just keeps on getting more and more wholesome. As time goes on, it's very obvious that she likes him and that he likes her. The most recent episode where he's like sees that she's sitting with these guys and he's obviously jealous and he's like hiding behind a tree (laughs) (laughs) watching them. And they're like, Paisen, come over here. I see you over there creeping. Yeah, and then he's like, Nagatoro, let's go. And the guys are like, the guys are like, what? Who are you? And she stands up. She's like, yes, senpai, let's go. He's grown. Yeah, that's right. My boy has grown. That's right. Go claim your girl. Go claim your girl. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was so proud of him. She was into it. I could tell. She was like, yeah, that's right. Get me away from these weirdo guys. I really loved that. I loved their whole time at the festival where he just shows up because she didn't ask him to go and it was really cute. They show her a picture over text of them hanging out with her senpai. (laughs) And she just immediately bolted over there like, what are they doing to him? I just had extra time. I got out of swim early, you know, whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> and she was like, oh, this is kind of a date, isn't it? That whole part was ridiculous. Yeah. But man, they're do- doing a better and better job of nailing her faces really well. They just do a really good job of that, I think. And that was the thing I was most nervous about because that was the magic of the manga is how well the faces were done. And yeah. I feel like they're nailing it. They're really laying on the blush really thick sometimes, but... whatever it's effective i just really liked the parts where he's drawing her as a cat girl after the isekai and (laughs) she's teasing him about it and i like the part where oh it was so wholesome seeing him get her phone number and then she's like i'll make sure to send you pervert whenever i think you're thinking of something gross and then yeah. she goes around the corner and almost immediately he's thinking about, oh, she drank out of this bottle. Is that an indirect kiss? And his phone starts buzzing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Nagatoro. Uh, yeah that was it's cute. so cute they're just really cute i did not expect when i went to watch this anime for it to feel so wholesome and cute i didn't expect you to like it like that either i was expecting from the manga i felt that way too that the manga felt wholesome at times but mostly i felt like this is a little weird this is the weird one i really like it so just don't be too hard on it but it's really weird i don't but agree. i don't even feel like it's, it's that weird not that weird they did a good job of the anime other than obviously she makes him cry in the first episode that and was she, pretty he mean. goes home and cries that was pretty mean like all night but we're past that we're past we're that past now, that. now we're they very clearly on. <laughs> have a loving relationship yes. and she at this point just says i would never want to date someone creepy like you senpai yeah but she doesn't mean it so last but certainly not least we went to the theater to go see mukin train it was fun it was fun being there with all our fellow weebs Although nobody said Erin Yeager. <laughs> no, no one did. That's okay. We had a calm theater, I guess. There were a decent amount of people there, though. Yeah, the other movies I've seen with nerd populations tend to be a bit rowdier. It was a pretty calm theater. It was. I know a lot of people have rated Mugen Train like a 9. I rated it a 7.5. I still thought it was good. That's about how I rate Demon Slayer in general, though. But I still thought it was good. But it wasn't as amazing as some people have been saying it is, in my opinion. I feel like anime movies have to do something that wows me and then take it up five more levels, you know? Okay, but listen. That fight with Goku wowed me. It was incredible. It wowed me, too. The animation in that scene was amazing but the thing is that i expect to be wowed at a movie it's ufotable their animation in the tv shows is on that crazy level like unlimited play works on that crazy level Uh, the demon slayer show had those crazy scenes with the spiders and it blew my mind i'm expecting mind-blown animation and they had a lot of scenes like there was a high volume of scenes that was really high quality animation but nothing that blew my mind i was never on the edge of my seat like oh my god i love this animation so deeply and to me that was what i liked most about demon slayer the tv show is that they so consistently nailed the animation so i both liked it a lot because the animation quantity was so beautiful over the course of the film but there was no one moment that i was like whoa that's the moment that i thought that was the coolest thing ever i do feel like rengoku's fight was the coolest thing ever in the whole movie i kind of disagree a little bit with you there but i thought overall like i said it was a good movie i thought that the character moments were all pretty 
funny, like with the Nosuke and Yeah, they did a good job. I really do wish I would have seen more of Zenitsu, but when he like rescues Nezuko in his <laughs> sleep, yeah, that was incredible. So some of the issues though I had with it, I felt like tonally it was kind of off. It was a little too goofy. So when Rengoku died, I wanted to be more sad about that. Like I wanted oh, to be more yeah. emotional about it, but I felt That's like they true. they almost played it a little bit funny. I get irritated when anime does that when they don't let you sit in the really mm-hmm. emotional moments and i feel like they weren't letting me sit in Rengoku's death for too long they made inosuke do something kind of funny to make it more comfortable and i don't like that and i feel like the whole movie they just kind of goofed around for a while and i hated the 3d animation of the bad guy when he turns into the train and he yeah. has all his tentacles and i didn't really think he was that interesting of a bad guy he was not my favorite i mean i've seen the whole dream thing done before and it just seemed a little bit convoluted like i'm gonna make you have a dream and then i'm gonna enter this dream and i'm gonna kill you like there's all these rules about killing people in dreams yeah like, there's so run many to the rules. edge of the dream go yeah. to the subconscious but the subconscious has its own rules yeah i thought that the 3d animation actually made it hard for me because one of the best things about demon slayer is how beautiful the animation is and then when you have the beautiful animation like some of the most beautiful animation i've ever seen mixed in with this ugly 3d animation and i'm not saying i hate 3d animation yeah neither of us are saying that we don't like 3d animation i think that 3d animation is art just as much as 2d animation is right it's when 3d animation is used obviously to cover up for something that they can't do in 2d animation and it just doesn't mix well to do in attack on titan I barely even noticed the 3D animation. Some people were complaining about it, but I was like, what do you when mean? When MAPPA took over? Yeah, when MAPPA took over and they did some 3D animation, and I didn't even notice. It seemed very seamless. I did. I was bothered. To me, I didn't, so obviously... But they do do it really well, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. Like, I've seen 2D animated shows animated worse than the 3D animation of that. Yeah, but I just thought Demon Slayer's 3D animation was not great. So I had a few complaints about it, but honestly, overall, it was a very solid movie. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we got to go see it at the theaters. It was really cool being there with everybody and getting to watch it on the big screen. And I really was blown away by Rengoku's fight. And man, when they were in Tanjiro's dream, that was really heart-wrenching, one. And then when the character that's inside Tanjiro's dream gets to the core of his dream, and it's all just beautiful water. Serene, yeah. Yeah, it was so beautiful. That was absolutely gorgeous like there are so many shots from their dreams that were just absolutely beautiful it's so bizarre to me that he's so serene on the inside because he's such a tortured person can't imagine that that's what his mental state is like i think he just has the ability like we saw when he kept cutting his neck to get out of the dream i think he just has the ability to find inward strength and really focus himself on his goals and i really like that about chandra like i feel like he doesn't let things get in his way he like keeps on fighting anyway and he's very determined and i really liked that the end where he's just screaming at the demon he's like come back here <laughs> obviously he was not feeling very serene then no <laughs> but it was cool to see a visual representation of his soul i can't stop thinking about that meme i showed you that was like come back 1v1 me <laughs> in that scene <laughs> 
I really don't think Tanjiro would have won. But at the same time, what happened to his sword? Are we going to cut back to Demon Slayer season two or whatever? And he's not going to have his sword, whereas he did in the previous season? His mentor's probably going to be mad because hasn't he yeah. lost his sword once before? Why does Yeah, his mentor's going to be mad. His sword is missing. But, you know, he did the best he could. He tried. Well, let me just say, I've said a few criticisms of the anime between the 3D animation and the plot points that I'm like, what is going on? But, like, there's so many really good, really quality things that I love about Mugen Train, which yes, is why I want to sure. give it a good rating. What rating would you give it? I gave it a 7.5. 7.5. I tend to rate more things above 7.5 than spiral fish cake i read a lot of things that i really enjoyed as sevens that means a lot for you but to me 7.5 means that it didn't reach the height that i quite wanted it to reach and that's just because it may have nailed just about everything but it left me unsatisfied it left me yearning for more and i really loved the beginning part i know it was goofy and silly but the exposition really helps you love the characters immediately and the beginning part with tanjiro and the crew introduces you to all of their characters if you have never watched any demon slayer before you instantly get to know them getting introduced to rengoku was really cool in the dub he keeps saying tasty over over again and to me it got annoying to other people it was getting laughs so whatever but i thought that they were really introducing all the characters in a really cool way and then you see these scenes where ren goku's just lighting up the whole train with fire and handling so much of the battle on his own the reveal that the train is the enemy was really cool see i was kind of disappointed because i love fights on top of trains yeah. And I thought it would end up being a really cool on top of a train fight, but then it wasn't really a fight on top of a train. It was them fighting a train, which is cool. I've never seen that done before. I thought it was cool how it had a lot of dream elements where he had to keep going in and out of the dream. Felt like Inception or something. And Nezuko helped wake him up. That was cool. Thought it was cool how Rengoku handled the demon in the end. That was really a powerful moment, even though Rengoku ended up losing. Tanjiro learned some new skills. The animation for all those segments did feel powerful. So maybe I should give it a higher score. Maybe it's closer to an 8 or an 8.5. I'll give it an 8. Let's I'm going to stick that. with a 7.5. I feel like 8s for me are reserved for something that I really loved a lot. Mm-hmm. But isn't quite a great anime. Alright, so that's the last anime for today. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Wow, if I were a gigantic weeb, I'd probably be impressed by you.